I'm Joe on H Street. This is TheBillPod.com, the week in Georgia, in English, coming to you from San Francisco's Lower Hate. Today is Thursday, the 26th of April, 2018, on this date in 1803. A meteor shower in Normandy convinces European scientists that meteorites are real and extraterrestrial, a previously controversial belief. 1933, the Gestapo are established after Hermann Göring is named Interior Minister of Prussia. It's an important part of the rush to consolidate power after the 5th of March elections. 1937, Guernica is bombed by the German Luftwaffe at Francisco Franco's request. Estimated dead range from 126 to 1654, made famous by the painting by Picasso. 1964, Tanganyika and Zanzibar merged to form Tanzania after gaining independence from the UK. 1966, the Tashkent earthquake destroys most of the city, encourages the Soviet government to create an institute of seismology and supposedly increases local interest in Islamic ritual. 1986, an accident occurs during a safety test at the Lenin nuclear power plant in Chernobyl, killing 31 people in the three months afterwards by 2,000, 3.5 million Ukrainians receive very modest aid benefits as radiation sufferers. Birthdays are in 121, awesome Roman Emperor Marcus Aurelius, the last of the five good emperors, by the way, coming out soon by the head of the University of Texas Law School, Pete Farnsworth, and Wesleyan University alumni, um, will be the uh, a reader on... Uh, on Stoic philosophy, that should be great. Nineteen, uh, sorry, seventeen eighty-five. American uh, ornithologist and painter John James Audubon in seventeen seventy uh, seventeen ninety-eight. French Romantic painter Eugene Delacroix. Nineteen sixty-three. Chinese Singaporean martial artist and actor Jet Li. And in nineteen seventy, Slovenian American model and first lady Melania Trump. <laughs> Today is World Intellectual Property Day, an idiotic fake holiday created by giant media conglomerates. I encourage you all to download some songs or movies via some random file-sharing software today in celebration. Remember, tpeelpod.com is Creative Commons license, yours to distribute, download, upload for free. I'm your host, Mark Mullen. If you'd like to comment on the form or ask a question, go to tpeelpod.com or send us an email at tpeelpod at gmail.com. In neighborhood news, following a very large, large protest, multi-days, Armenian Prime Minister Serge Sarkisian resigned after six days in office, two terms as president as a prior stint as prime, prior to his stint as prime minister. Protests stopped briefly after the res- resignation and then the release of detained opposition leaders, including protest leader Nikol Pashinyan, but restarted as negotiations between the opposition and the ruling party stalled. Protesters have called for elections, and acting Prime Minister Karen, uh, Karapetyan has said they, will, uh, that they are likely to happen. Protesters in the border town of Bagratisheni briefly closed the border between Georgia and Armenia, though the Georgian side let people through. Protest, protesters blocked vehicles from continuing on the Armenian side. Comments from good buddy of the podcast, Tom Duvall, on Armenia. I hope you'll forgive me for posting this. It was publicly posted, but it was on his Facebook page. Some thoughts about Serge's resignation and the situation in Armenia, mainly for those who don't follow Armenia too closely, I should say. I, I am now quoting him. I am in Kiev. Not a great place to be today, coming back to Facebook after a bit of a gap. First of all, I'm glad to have been proved wrong about the Armenian people, their readiness to protest and demand change in Armenia a month ago. The only way I saw change coming was from above. This looked like another case of public rage in Armenia that would dissipate and things would carry on as before, so I got it wrong. 
call it a perfect storm, Armenia is a classic case of a society so unfree that the public was alienated and angry, but free enough to let them protest, unlike Russia. Important to note that there is no systemic opposition in, in Armenia. This is a young urban crowd who don't belong to parties or barely represent in parliament. Now that Armenia is a parliamentary republic again, the Republican Party dinosaurs in parliament are the biggest problem. As in Russia, Ukraine, Azerbaijan, the problem is a fusion of high politics and big business. Parliamentary elections thus badly needed, but opposition has no structure or party to organize around. Obviously, the focus is on Serge, but this is a systemic problem that goes back 20 years in Armenia with criminal types and marauding Karabakh veterans starting to take over the economy, ignoring the public's needs. It's much bigger than Serge. So why did he resign? Obviously, Armenia is a small country in a state of suspended conflict with Azerbaijan. Fear of instability was a big factor why he decided not to tough it out. No Yanukovych. He, he deserves credit for what he did today. It brings back memories of uh, Levanter Petrosian, LTP, the man he helped depose in 1998, saying he did not want to be Armenia's Gamzakhordia when he quit peacefully. End quote. Thank you, Tom, for um, allowing uh, us to quote this, although I didn't. So nobody quote this um, since it, although it was on, it was public, it was on uh, on Facebook. Tom Duvall, for those who don't know, is probably the smartest analyst of the Caucasus in general and Armenia specifically. The initial Otsneba reaction to the resignation was very quiet. One member of parliament, Gia Bolsky, said that uh, peace and stability were crucial for the area, and, and uh, that was the entire public response. Prime Minister Georgi Kudikashvili had initially congratulated uh, Sarkisian on the appointment. European Georgia MP Sergei Kapanadze called for the maintenance of good neighborly relations with Armenia under any circumstance and expressed concern about the potential for violence to break out, especially related to Nagorno-Karabakh. Artsakh. The Republican Party of Georgia released a statement supporting the protest and the neutralization of the destructive influence of Russia. Honorary United National Movement Chairman Misha Saakashvili also commented saying, this is a rebellion against Russia, which for anyone who's talked to anybody in Armenia is not actually the case, although certainly Russia is deeply involved there. Though Russia seems to be okay with uh, Sarkeesian's resignation so far, he also said that it was of huge importance to Georgia as it showed that the will of the people is always supreme and that the people will always manage to defeat oligarchies. Bidzina Ivanishvili will officially return to politics as chair of Otsneba. This was announced after Otsneba. Group meeting was planned for last Thursday in Kutaisi, and it was canceled and rescheduled for the 21st. The meeting was a result of an inter-party conflict that arose after Otsneba voted in favor of a controversial candidate for the Georgian Public Broadcasters Board of Trustees. Why she's controversial, nobody knows, because she has not said anything particularly insulting about the church, um, but she has commented about the church, and evidently you're not supposed to do that. Parliament's Human Rights Committee is working on a bill against insulting religious feelings, sponsored by the Alliance of Patriots, Emzar Kvithashvili, um, and the other knuckle-dragger Demographic Society 21st Zviad Tomaradze. The bill would impose fines or jail time for insulting religious feelings, excluding sermons or preaching. Committee chairperson and Otsneba MP Sopio Kiladze expressed support for the principles of the bill. Otsneba MPs tried unsuccessfully to write a similar bill in 2016. Former Defense Minister Bacho Akhalaya has been found guilty of directly organizing and participating in the torture and sexual abuse of several men in order to obtain false spying confessions in September 2011. One of the tortured men died of heart failure following his detention. Akhalaya has been sentenced 
to nine years in prison. Achaliah said that his verdict was an insult and would destroy me morally forever. His deputy, Nikolos Demetsashvili, was also found guilty and sentenced to four years in prison. He's currently wanted by the Georgian government. The Azerbaijani Court of Appeals upheld the Afghan Mukhtarli verdict this week. Mukhtarli is a journalist who was kidnapped in Tbilisi and taken across the border to Baku and then um, uh, stood trial for illegally, cr illegally crossing the border, smuggling and resisting the police. Appalling, since he was abducted with the, the assistance of the Georgian authorities. I mean, he was actually abducted by Georgians. Most external observers consider him a political prisoner because he is arrested uh, for his stories examining corruption in the Azerbaijani leadership. Mm -hmm. He plans to appeal to the Supreme Court. The Council of Europe released their 17th consolidated report on the conflict in Georgia covering October 2017 through March 2018. They noted that the situation is calm, but military exercises and potential for incidents like the death of Archil Tatunashvili give rise to certain concerns. The EU delegation to the Council of Europe released a statement after the Council of Europe report came out expressing deep concern about the state of play in the breakaway regions of Abkhazia and South Ossetia. The statement was backed by... Listen to the list. Albania and Albania, Andorra, Bosnia, Herzegovina, Georgia, Monaco, Montenegro, Norway, Moldova, Macedonia, Turkey, and Ukraine. Russian Foreign Ministry spokesperson Maria uh, Zasharova spoke about Georgia in an interview this week, noting that Georgian-Russian relations have normalized and improved since 2012. She also said that cynical propagandistic speculations over the deaths of Archul Tatunashvili have not negatively affected relations between the two countries. She didn't discuss how the corpse was rushed away to Russia um, after he was murdered, uh, where they took his organs, because that's totally normal and not at all cynical. Finance Minister Mamuka Bakhtadze was in Washington, D.C. this week for the International Monetary Fund, IMF, and World Bank organized spring meetings with several financial institutions and government representatives. He went on to New York for more meetings. Interior Minister Gogi Gaharia visited Lithuania this week, where he met with a foreign minister, interior minister, police commissioner. He discussed Georgia's efforts to end EU visa waiver, waiver abuse and progress on bilateral policing efforts. Last week, Parliament voted 77 to 1 to amend the law on the political union of citizens, which governs political party funding. The Otsneva-sponsored amendments allows parties who obtain one majoritarian seat and join a faction of at least six MPs to receive funding. This will allow the Industrialist Party, which has one Khashuri seat and is a member of the Otsneva Industrialist Faction, to receive over 600,000 lati in funding. The Georgian Law Young Lawyers Association, the hardest-working NGO in the caucuses, Transparency International Georgia, and the International Society for Fair Elections and Democracy, called the amendment unjustified, saying that it intentionally benefits one party that got less than 1% of the votes in the election and increases opportunities for the misuse of campaign funds. The law previously only funded parties that obtained at least 3% of the vote overall. In case you didn't get it, this is a payoff to the leadership of that party to buy their loyalty and is quite dangerous because it incentivizes ridiculous, stupid little parties that have money from someone like, for example, the Kremlin, to uh, target specific uh, majoritarian seats um, through, uh, through concentrated use of funds in order to get back their investment from the state. Red Cross has identified the remains of 22 people from the Abkhazian War and will return them to their families. 325 bodies have been discovered since 2010. 148 have now been identified. 200, 
2,400 people are still missing from that conflict in the 2008 war. Abkhazian President Raul Khajimba has appointed Gennady Gagulia as head of the cabinet of ministers, replacing Beslan Bartzis. Gagulia has been head of the Abkhaz Chamber of Commerce since 2005, but previously served as a cabinet head once in the 90s and once in the early 2000s. Two Abkhazian brothers will be brought before the Abkhazian Supreme Court for the summer 2017 murder of a Russian tourist. They've been charged with a number of different crimes, including murder with mercenary motives, robbery, extortion, and arms trafficking. The murder negatively impacted the tourist industry, which is the main economic activity in the region. Sukhumi residents celebrate Circassian Flag Day on the 25th with flowers and a memorial to those who died in the 2000, sorry, in the 1992-93 war a lecture, film, concert, and march throughout the city. South Ossetian President Anatoly Bibilov intended the Yalta International Economic Forum in Crimea last week, where he met with Syrian, Serbian, and Italian officials, as well as the, quote, Prime Minister of the Autonomous Republic of Crimea, Sergei Askarinov. Bibilov signed a cooperation protocol with him and invited Syrian President Bashar al-Assad to Skhinvali. South Ossetian Foreign Minister Dmitry Medvedev also attended and met with representatives from the Japanese far-right World War II crime denialist party, Isuikai, and the Eritrean ambassador to Russia. Abkhaz Foreign Minister Daur Kove and Economy Minister Adgurard Zimba also attended and met with the Syrians. The bishop of the Alania Diocese, which covers South Ossetia, had his passport confiscated by the South Ossetian authorities, rendering him unable to return. This follows an argument between the bishop and President Bibilov over the potential merger with the Russian Orthodox Church. The Alania Diocese was founded in 2005 on the territory of two historically Georgian dioceses. Four men have been detained in South Ossetia for, for purportedly stopping the car of a Russian soldier last week damaging the car and beating up the soldier. South Ossetian law enforcement detained a 77-year-old shepherd who was with his cows near the boundary by village Jadasheni on Friday. He was released after paying the bribe. The two other men were detained, two other men were detained, bribed, or as they call it, fined, and released this week. A member of the group Strength and Unity apparently protested the uh, detentions and had begun patrolling uh, near the village Kere, South Ossetian authorities say last year they made approximately $14,615 from bribing, bribing over 500 people for border violations. South Ossetia is planning its first hip-hop festival, currently scheduled for sometime in July. They're expecting 10 South Ossetian and 5 North Ossetian rappers to participate, with another event open to Russians afterwards. Tbilisi Metro Trade Union, Unity 2013, announced that they will go on strike on Monday, the 30th of April, if demands for improving working conditions and higher salaries are not met. 250 Metro workers are union members. A mediation process has been begun, but has not yet produced anything. Batumi Muslims have rejected an offer from Mayor Lasha Komachidze regarding the long-contested building of a second mosque in the city. Komachidze said that the building permit would be issued if the group bought the land and then transferred it to the state-run administration of all Muslims of Georgia and also withdrew their court case regarding per previous permit rejections. The group said that the decision and offer were discriminatory as a permit would have been issued to a non-Muslim group. 
They have been trying to build a mosque for over 10 years as the existing one is too small for the current community. They also do not trust the administration of all Muslims in Georgia and believe that the government is indirectly trying to stop the building, building by removing local control, which is indeed exactly what is happening. Workers for the, uh, from the town of Agara have been protesting over the fall of the, two th- uh, the fall 2017 closure of a sugar factory, the area's main source of income. The company owned by Azerbaijani conglomerate Azersun said the EU trade rules have lowered the price of sugar so far that it's no longer profitable. The company was apparently preparing to convert the factory into a Bitcoin mining center, which spurred workers to march 110 kilometers to Tbilisi to demand the government intervene. Following the march and talks between the owners, unions, and business ombudsman, a deal was made to reopen the factory to produce sugar in June. The unemployed workers will begin being paid in May. From what I have heard, um, the real reason is that uh, they were worried about EU safety uh, inspections within the factory. Reporters Without Borders released their press rankings for 2018, and unlike other reports, see Freedom House, Georgia's ranking went up in 2017 from 64th to 61st in the world. They noted that recent reforms have increased media transparency and that Georgian media is very pluralistic, but also that owners of media companies have editorial influence and that opinions are very polarized. The brief, they briefly mentioned the Afghan Mukhtarli abduction, which lowered Georgia's media score from other organizations, but they don't say if or how it affected their ranking. Oman released a travel advisory for Omanis considering traveling to Georgia in the wake of several recent incidents of tourists being turned away at the border despite having appropriate documents and being eligible for visas on, upon arrival. Six Omani tourists were apparently turned back at the Tbilisi airport without receiving a reason for the refusal. Usually visitors from Gulf countries are eligible for visas on arrival. This follows two similar cases in the last month, one where a Greek metal band was detained but eventually let in, and one where a Bangladeshi man with his Lithuanian wife were separated, and he was deported back to Lithuania without being able to communicate with her. Despite possible entry issues, direct flights from Muscat to Tbilisi will be starting this summer. Georgia has joined the European Commission and European Parliament Organization, European Year of Cultural Heritage, a year-long series of events across Europe focused on the themes of protection, engagement, sustainability, and innovation. Georgian museums will host events featuring art from other European countries. Georgian art will be displayed in Germany, Poland, and other countries. Georgia will also be the new Bolnisi Museum, will open the new Bolnisi Museum in Femokartli and the recently renovated State Museum of Georgian Medicine in Tbilisi. Meme this week is a juxtaposition of an image from the recent attack on Nigerian students in Tbilisi with a picture of a student, supposedly, I mean, we're not sure if they're of these two groups, of a student and an attacker smiling at each other with a caption saying, me and my brother home alone when they're fighting and when mom comes back. It's incredibly goofy, goofy and stupid, but was forwarded all over the place. Coda Story uh, writes about Russian disinformation in Georgia as it relates to the um, uh, American Department of Defense-funded Luger Lab outside of Tbilisi. The Americans and Georgians say the lab uh, deal with deconstructing and combating disease outbreaks, but the Russian media claims that it is a biological weapons research center and implicated the lab in the brown marmorated stink bug outbreak. The lab is run by the Georgian government, but nine Pentagon researchers still work there, mostly on issues related to protecting U.S. soldiers from infectious diseases. To combat rumors, the lab 
has routinely granted access to journalists, including Russian journalists, and has also hosted Russian scientists. By the way, as Russia has shut down the Telegraph messaging app and chased them around as they hop servers to Amazon, Google, and VNPs, CODA's new Russian service is, as of several hours ago, is no longer accessible uh, in, uh, in Russia. Um, about the Luger Lab, it was originally designed as a way to employ Georgians who had worked on biological weapons um, programs, but as it was uh, built by, because it was related to weapons, it was built by the Pentagon, it was unimaginably corrupt in terms of how much it cost to build. What they should have done was just given those guys high salaries and let them set up their own lab. Um, but uh, as it happened, they built this whole thing just to, uh, to, to employ them. Now it is completely benign and doing some useful work from what I've, uh, from what I've heard. And th what the Kremlin-sponsored media says about it is ridiculous. Eurasianet wrote about a new meme inspired by, quote, an aspiring right-wing leader and Kremlin-funded moron, Sandro Bregadze, who started his career, I mean, Eurasia didn't say that, actually, I said that, who started his career as one of Aslan Abashidze's many ass-kissers in Ajada, and who was in no way injured at the March anti-Rustaviote protest, but still checked into a hospital and refused to leave, claiming police brutality. He posted a photo of himself in the hospital with, like, little tubes stuck in his nose, which has since turned into a meme where people face, paste his face onto other sleeping figures, such as Disney's Sleeping Beauty and the, uh, the famous Georgian uh, photo of the, uh, from the movie uh, Father of the Soldier um, and many, many others, and it's unbelievably hilarious, so check those out. National Public Radio NPR wrote about bit, the Bitcoin mining craze in Georgia, now the number two producer in the world behind China. Electricity is cheap. Regulation is minimal. Good combination for mining, which requires 24-hour server activity. U.S.-based company Bitfury um, and the Ukrainian-Georgian dude who is a proponent of all of that has been known for their centers in Gori and Tbilisi, small home-based operations have become increasingly popular as people came to the, uh, can now easily buy the necessary equipment from China. 2016, a guy from Cajeti made 800 bucks a month, pretty hefty sum for Georgia. However, there are fears that if the cryptocurrency bubble pops, this trend will hurt Georgia more than it has helped. Eurasianet also wrote about Georgia's distrust of the healthcare system and increasing tendency of people to go to Turkey for a second diagnosis or treatment. Subpar medical education, privatization, and deregulation have contributed to the low quality of Georgian doctors. The government does not require them to continue uh, learning once they've earned their degrees either, a problem for the constantly evolving medical world. Jam Media wrote and photographed Guria and Lelo Burti, a game played once a year on Easter Sunday in the village Suhuti. The game purports to commemorate a victory of a small group of Gurians over a large Ottoman army and is often described as rugby without rules. Teams can have as many people as they want. This year they number about 100. Chaikhana photographed Kutaisi's Jewish cemetery and discussed the city's fading Jewish community. The 1897 census had over 7,000 Hebrew, Hebrew speakers in the city. I can't imagine they were Hebrew speakers. Maybe they were uh, Jews, but uh, not that many people then spoke Hebrew, but okay. Um, but today there are only 200, and they can't maintain every Jewish grade. Eater New York has declared Hajapuri 
a New York essential dish and a New York classic. They credited Instagram and Ajaruli Khajapuri's iconic look, as well as the Sochi Olympics and relatively large New York City Georgian population with the dish's recent popularity, which has brought it from a niche Georgian restaurant item to something found on non-Georgian bar and brunch menus. Wow. All this stuff to read is posted on our forum. This week's dive bar number is 35, the percentage of Abkhazian population thought to be ethnically Abkhaz smaller than the percentage of Armenians, by the way, although not much discussed, although much feared in Abkhazia. The exhibition Unknown Collection of Georgian National Museum India, China, Japan opened this week at the Janashia Museum of Georgia in Tbilisi will run through August. The exhibit aims to help Georgian people better understand the Far East through the largest exhibition of Indian, Japanese, and Chinese art to ever be held in Georgia. On Saturday the 28th at noon, SOS Initiative Group will hold a protest action, No Overpass, the Hippodrome is ours at the center of Tbilisi Hippodrome Park. They're protesting construction of a new overpass in the area and lack of government communication. Also on the 28th, Tukvarze Nightclub in Tbilisi is encouraging people to have a cigarette frenzy to celebrate the last day before the ban on cigarettes in public places goes into effect. There will be DJ and you are encouraged to share your pack. On the 2nd of May, San Diego State University, Georgia, will host Professor of Biology Dr. Walter Ochel for a, a lecture, Ecosystem Feedbacks on Climate Change from the Arctic to the South Pacific. It'll be at Tbilisi's National Museum at 6 p.m. on the 2nd of May. The 6th International Documentary Film Festival, Synedoc, will run from the 3rd through the 8th of May, featuring over 60 documentary screenings as well as question and answers debates and other events. This year's theme is Zoom into Reality, and the guest country is Romania. The municipalities of Terjola and Tribuli are holding a competition for the most charming Ezo, or courtyard, which should be both creatively decorated and also characteristically Imeruli. Residents have until the 30th of May, that's quite soon, to submit photographs to the Terjola Municipality Facebook page. The 5th London Georgian Film Festival runs from the 1st through the 8th of May, commemorating 100 years since independence. Events include 15 films, 10 questions and answers, 3 panel discussions at Regent Street Cinema, display of Georgian film posters from the National Archives at Terrier's Trafalgar Square, along with Georgian dishes from Tbilisi chefs and a variety of supers and performances. This is really, really cool. I mean, they're showing a lot of great stuff. So if you're in London, you really should... uh, Take a uh, take a look at this. It starts uh, soon in about a uh, in just a couple of weeks. The Bristol Tbilisi Association is celebrating 30 years this year with a number of different events. This week at Bristol City Hall at 7 p.m., Peter Naismith will give a talk on the National Trust of Georgia. That's it for this week. My Twitter address is at txtbuk. Our email is tbilpod at gmail.com or post the form on our website www.tbilpod.com. And we will finish with. An uncredited version of Bella Ciao, the Italian fascist anthem that is a big hit in Armenia these days, dedicated to Serge Sarkeesian.
yo. Bella ciao, bella ciao, bella ciao, 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 e se io muoio da partigiano, tu mi devi seppellir, tu mi devi seppellir, e se io muoio da partigiano, oh bella ciao, bella ciao, bella ciao, 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 e se io muoio da partigiano, tu mi devi seppellir, seppellirai. La sua montagna, oh bella ciao, bella ciao.